0: Welcome to Everything Three P. This is episode four. Today we're going to talk about you as a third-party seller and how to work with distributors. And Dave Howell is with us, and uh, we are going to have some fun yet again.
1: I think so. Absolutely. I think I'm always with you. So yeah. we're talking
0: about three P's and how to be compliant, and how to be a good face seller. It is, and. Matter of fact, the reason that this topic came to mind is because there's a lot of third-party sellers that uh, I've spoken with actually within the last week, and what they say is, you know what? I don't understand why I'm getting picked on. I, I've got a cease and desist letter to sell this this distri- I mean this brand's product, and I bought it through the distributor, and the distributor said, hey, I can you can sell it on uh, Amazon or other e-commerce platforms, when in reality it's not and so why is it not and what can we do about it to, to ensure that those that are in these thir- third party uh, type of formats are, are in sync
1: I, I think it's funny i think that's the, the if we were to say the great disconnect because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that's what it comes down to be marie so when yeah. you talk about that how can a you know a third party seller work with the distributor or how can you work with the manufacturer yeah, I received a cease and desist letter. I know you and I are going to be talking about this quite a bit over sure the next thing. months coming. Yeah. Um, you know, just for everybody that's listening, a little, little backdrop here. Uh, if anybody knows me, I'm a brand protection guy. So I've been the guy that's been cleaning up a lot of those third-party sellers, right. as well as anybody doing bad faith from a domain name all the way through. But what's happened over the last year or two is, is more and more online sellers, and it became more popular. And I think this 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 epidemic that we were kind of going through has really pushed a lot of people to think outside the box. How can I make yes. money? How can I survive? How can I put food on the table? E-commerce, selling. Yep. Um, TikTok's got great people showing how to buy, how to sell. I think what's happening is these sellers that pop up there, and this is where it leads to you and I talking today. Uh, we've been sending out hundreds of... Weekly, hundreds of cease and desist letters. And just so everybody knows, a cease and desist letter, demand letter, a notice letter, it's all really just to get the communication started. But in reality, we've been getting a lot of pushback in a good way from sellers saying, hey, wait, I thought I was authorized. Hey, wait, the distributor let me. So to answer your question, that disconnect is what's happening. The the distributor does not always know what channel restrictions the manufacturer may have in place. Now, you and I, as we know, we're on a lot of these calls, we encourage um, the manufacturer to really have that very clear, fully transparent, here's our channel, here's what we do. I always talk about having territories very written out. Territories are not geographic in our world, they're digital. Mm -hmm. So understanding where you can and can't sell. So we do see that a lot. I know you're gonna be asking me a lot of questions really how to work with those, but understand just because a distributor Gave you product, yep. you really there's a there's a few things you got to do right because you can't just assume you're not going to get that cease and desist letter from Maurice,
0: myself, Noel, anybody. right? Yeah, yeah <laughs> I know, I hear you there. Well, and and along the same line, if I do have a, a cease and desist letter, I go, what's the conversation that I ought to be having with my distributor?
1: Oh, very true. I mean, if you get a <laughs> cease and desist letter from a manufacturer, the very first call you should have. Um, well, let me digress. The very first call you should have is respond to that cease and desist letter. Okay. At least acknowledge that you received it. Yeah. Um, uh, one of the things that I like to see, and it usually will, it, it buys you a lot of time, mm-hmm. is I received your cease and desist letter, let me take a look at this, I'll get back to you. Um, and do get back within 24 hours or so, yep. so we know it's not just a fluff. But then your call right after that is to the distributor. Yes. You distributed me product, I've received a demand letter to cease selling. What is going on? Gather that information from the distributor so when you have that conversation either with someone like ourselves, right, Right. or the manufacturer, you have the information that you have where you're not going to have someone like me say, well, ignorance is not a defense. I didn't know. I didn't know is not a defense, right? Right. I understand you may not know, but go gather the information. And maybe the distributor could even say, oh, yeah, you weren't supposed to. Well, okay. Well, you know, little, little ignorance there is okay, right? It's like I didn't know. I bought it. They gave it to me odds are you and I will let them sell out. We'll talk with the manufacturer and go sell sure. through the product. It was a miscommunication. I'll make sure you adhere to that pricing level right. and that map and go ahead and sell out, but no moving forward, you may or may not be able to do that because of the channel
0: restrictions in place. Sure. Now, would it ever be worth it to go talk to the man- manufacturers themselves? And the only reason I say that is because sometimes uh, in these conversations, the distributor didn't even know that, they, that, that something was in place. Would it be worth it to- to just uh, as as a uh, backup to to do well, that. Well,
1: I, I think yes yes and no. I, okay. I think more communications better. Obviously. Sure. Yeah. But if they're receiving a demand letter from someone like you or ourselves, right, or an agency like her, right, we're kind of being retained to to fill that. Yes. To be to be the funnel for that. Right. So a lot of times, and you you and I see this. We have a lot of shoe manufacturers, right. Yep. Um. A lot of times we'll send the letter out. They'll call the manufacturer or their sales rep, and they'll push it True. right back to us. Yes. I'm sorry, you got to call Dave or Maurice on that. Yes. Well. Kind of funny when you think about it, we can't negotiate on behalf of a brand, but they really want us to be, if you, you know, I hate to say the analogy, good cop, bad cop, but they always want to be the good cop in that and push yeah. it back to us and be like, well, we were told to clean it up. We need to clean it up. But what they're really asking us, right? they don't want to talk to the manufacturer because, uh, or the manufacturer doesn't want them talking. They want us to gather the information from Correct. a strategic yes. standpoint, mm-hmm. get, tell them what they should or shouldn't do because manufacturers don't always know and that's right. why they retain people like us. To say, well, this seller came to us, yep. he did all the distri- distribution, you looked at his store, what do you recommend, Dave, what do you recommend we do? And that's when we come back and go, hey, you, you, you can't have 10 sellers on Amazon selling the same yes. product, it's gonna hurt your channel, you probably need to restrict them, but yep. he did buy 15 product, you know, legitimately, maybe we should let him sell out or offer to buy back the product, yep. because it shouldn't be the third party seller's fault, Sure. Ultimately, um, right. but once he's now been on notice, and just so everybody hears, once you negotiate that or work through that, the next time you buy it, you yep. got to understand you're, they're not going to be nice, right? Because you're a yep. good faith seller yep. until you do it again.
0: Yeah. There's a, <laughs> Speaking of which, I, I know we're approaching the holiday season. It's funny because there are a lot of folks that uh, actually were off <laughs> the clean channel the whole bit. Christmas season, all of a sudden, a lot of product magically appears uh, despite receiving those letters. If I, in bad faith, do something like that, what what are some of the ramifications I can expect, at least from a third party's point?
1: Well, here, here's the thing. So, uh, I'm not going to go so as so far. I'll pay a little devil's advocate. Sure. May not be bad faith, right? I mean, we know they know what they're <laughs> yeah. doing, and... and but uh, I, I kind of hold bad-based sellers at a, at a different level. Like, I, I mean, you and I can talk in depth on what a really bad Yes, is. there's no doubt but about a that. a lot of times, I think <laughs> some of these sellers, they're opportunists, right? Sure. And, and they were compliant for five months of the year, but right. they were still sitting on a lot of product. Sure. The holiday comes around, yep. and they're going to go, I bet I can move it fast, go under the radar. they probably yep. got a lot of other things going on, and I can probably move that product. Well, right. unfortunately... You and I have our finger on the pulsar manufacturers like yes. hourly. Yes. So, um, not only do we have good technology in place, not only are we very very have an open line of communication, not only with the mm-hmm. the, the technology firms we may, may work with, but also the manufacturers. Yep. And the minute it hits that, so that's not a good good excuse, but they right. do do that. <laughs> They'll receive a letter from us, right? Like you said, what 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 do they what can they expect? Sure. Um, they can expect a letter from us, and then they probably can expect you know. A high level of enforcement. Sure. Um, you know they yep. they don't get a three strike you're out policy. Once it happens again, you're kind of on. At least I'm going to speak to our manufacturers and where their pulse is. You did it once. Yes. Okay. You did it again. We will submit the highest level of enforcement we can. Yep. And that could be a brand registry complaint. Sure. And yeah. I'm all. And again, for everybody knows, I don't submit those. I right. work with the manufacturer, but they need to pull the trigger on that. Sure. Um, but the minute a minute they do. Uh huh. Understand, as a third-party seller, you're not just putting that listing in jeopardy. You could put your whole store in jeopardy. And maybe yes. you do have a retraction notice. Maybe you do have these other things where you feel you can come back to manufacture and hold sure. them liable. In reality, you don't. And I know that there could be cases out there. There could be people talking. But understand, if a manufacturer, and I'm gonna hold the line tight on this. Right. If a manufacturer does a brand registry complaint that right. they feel valid, yep. and Amazon accepts that and takes action, The manufacturer may have started that, but ultimately it was Amazon's decision. So you may think you have recourse against the manufacturer. I would beg to differ. I think you could always go back to the manufacturer and you can kind of throw a stink up or something. But in the end, it's a low-level person at Amazon that took that complaint and made it either valid or not, and they submitted that takedown based on the information given. Now none of our manufacturers, and nobody I know, would ever give false information. So if the brand registered complaint was they're Selling it unauthorized, they're selling it as new when they can't because there's no warranty. It's an open box return. It was, you know, suspect counterfeit, and I use that very. Don't everybody yes. hinge in on that. But <laughs> there's things like that 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 if a manufacturer does that, you can put your whole store in jeopardy. And I guarantee sure you, thing. it's gonna. It could be
0: two weeks before your store's back up, and yep. over the
1: holiday season,
0: that's you catastrophic. That. Yep, it's catastrophic. It's not worth it. No, not at all. Yep. Well, you know, there another thing that came up too is. Uh, there was a seller that uh, I was speaking with the, actually just this morning and actually communicating with on the email and they were saying we'd never received a cease and desist letter or blah 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 ever. I look back in my records and there, there are two, two counts where their manager of e-commerce was actually saying yes we'll have this down and so forth. Mm-hmm. So this brings another thing, sometimes it's the internal communications that are suffering and i'm yeah. just wondering what is it that we can do in a third party could do internally to ensure that they're on sync they're in sync so that yeah. they they can avoid mishaps like this
1: so there's a few there's a few things so uh, you know i was working with one of our other employees that was sending out a bunch of letters and he found one address with one contact and i found four others and i said yeah. send it to every one of them yes um yeah. because i think that 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 is, is pushing the burden onto us sure. that we should overly communicate. If we're going to hold them accountable, yep. I think that we need to send out letters to everybody, get it in everybody's hands. Yep. Um, also, when it gets to that second point, you and I both know that w- we kind of have people sign for things. Yes. Right? So um, I want to have a signature. I want to remove that. I didn't know that ignorance is a defense. I never sure. received it. But when you talk about siloed, like within the company that's siloed, that's not our responsibility to always make sure it gets that person. If that e-commerce person receives a letter, communicates back to us, does or does not do something, however he wants to be compliant, and then later when it gets to the president or gets to the you know whoever's ultimately in charge yeah. and they're like i didn't know well that's that, that that now becomes an issue between him and his e-commerce manager yes we sure. can't manage internally at a third-party seller or at a business right how that communication goes through yes now if you're asking me which i know you are yep. how do you keep that communication line how do you unsilo internally yes i think what's important there is if you're in charge uh, of your if you got your own store and you got a couple employees and you got a brother sister's nephew whoever working with you however you have your your third party seller structure set up you need to make it evidently clear to everybody that hey we are selling products we're selling multiple manufacturers we will receive notices from time to time I need to make sure all that percolates back up to me so we have the appropriate we can take the appropriate action whether we whether we comply or not um, but we can't ignore exactly And, and that's if anybody that's listening today takes one piece of that, please don't ignore. I yes. can tell you through attrition, we'll always win. And not, not just us, whether it's an agent or a manufacturer or a law firm, you will always lose if you do not uh, 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 respond or yep. acknowledge because that's part of it. Yep. You, 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 when, I, when you hear me say ignorance is not a defense, that's a legal term. That, yes. that's, in, <laughs> that's in court where yeah. it's like, I didn't know. Well, they send out six letters, timelines, yes. emails, they talk to the distributor. You you can't, there's a level of, I didn't know, right. my bad, I'm sorry, yeah. over a six, 12 month period. And you and I know, we don't enforce on a third-party seller just today and then take them down tomorrow. No. We communicate for six-plus months. We're we're not. Or a year. It
0: just depends on <laughs>
1: yeah, right. But through attrition, yes. the manufacturer ultimately is going to win. Yeah. And, and he'll win, whether you say win from taking the store down, taking the listing down. No, he'll win by, by finding out that distributor, cutting it off a distributor. Sure. He'll find a way, but it's better to communicate than not.
0: Yeah, there's no doubt about it. Well, there's a lot of things that... Uh, that third party sellers are doing right. And this is the point of, of this type of a of, of podcast is to be able to ensure that that takes place. And uh, again, if there are any other questions that you as an audience have further, feel free to contact us anytime we would love to be able to address those topics and, and help you out. Uh, anything else you want to say, Dave?
1: I know I think, uh, I mean, keep doing what you're doing. Uh, you know, it's, the capitalist American way, buy low, sell high, (laughs) use everything you can, just make sure you do it in the best possible way. Good faith versus bad faith goes a long way. And having people like Maurice and I, Hal Associates, our agencies like ourselves on your side with the manufacturer distributor will always go further than just ignoring and just, you know, trying to be deceitful across the board. It just doesn't, nobody wins in that.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, thank you very much and look forward to the next time. Thank you.